Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, Pastor Jim will continue in the book of Mark with chapter 5, verses 21 through the end of the chapter. After demonstrating his power over the demonic world by casting out the legion of demons from the man across the sea, Jesus and the disciples were sent away by the citizens there and crossed the sea by boat again, and again the crowds gathered quickly around him. Jesus had proven his divine power by healing and casting out demons, but most of the Jewish religious leaders had rejected him, blasphemed, and had started to plot to kill him. But on this day, Jesus encountered Jairus, a local religious official of the synagogue who saw Jesus differently and begged Jesus for help only Jesus could offer. By the end of the day, faith brings more miracles, and Jesus ups the ante by demonstrating his divine power over death itself. Here is today's portion of the message entitled, Power Over Life and Death. Today we're going to re-enter the Gospel of Mark, after we've been away for a while for the Provoke the the Pastor series. And I want to start our re-entry by pointing your attention to recall something Jesus did. It was in the electrified setting when he began what we call his great Galilean ministry that lasted probably about a year and a half. It's in Mark chapter 2. That's where a huge crowd had thronged around the home of Peter and Andrew. And four men, knowing that Jesus was healing people, brought their paralyzed friend to be healed. Well, they couldn't get in, couldn't get anywhere near Jesus because thrill-seeking crowds aren't into being polite and giving preference to handicapped folks. So these um, creative friends of this man took their friend up to the roof and they cut a hole through which they lowered him down in front of Jesus. Well, that got everybody's attention. And remember when the man was there, Jesus said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Well, the hoity-toity of the Pharisees and their scribes who were there blurted out, Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, that part was right. Only God can forgive sins. You can't forgive yourself. Only God can forgive sins. But they said that Jesus was blaspheming because he claimed to forgive sins. And they'd already made up their minds that whatever was going on here, Jesus is not God. He can't forgive sins. He's not the Messiah. We're going to reject him out of hand. Well, I think you know what happened next. We saw it in Mark chapter 2, verses 8 through 12. Immediately, Jesus, aware in his spirit that they were reasoning that way within themselves, said to them, Why are you reasoning about these things in your heart? Which is easier, to say to the paralytic, Your sins are forgiven, or to say, Get up, pick up your pallet, and walk? 
You can't see forgiveness. You can't see a soul, but you certainly can see a man who can't walk get up and walk. He says, But so that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, he said to the paralytic, I say to you, get up, pick up your pallet, and go home. And he got up and immediately picked up the pallet and went out in the sight of everyone, so that they were all amazed and were glorifying God, saying, We have never seen anything like this. So I pose the question to you today. How can you know that Jesus can save your soul? Mark has been giving us that answer in many illustrations. And our text for today gives two more examples of important parts of the answer. Look what Jesus did about chronic physical suffering and about death. We're going to see His power over life and death. We're going to take a a massive passage for the pace that we've been going. I know we just spent three sermons on 20 verses when we were last in Mark, but this is not a difficult passage, and it lends itself well to being treated in just one visit. So look at it this way. He's going to hear the plea in verses 21 through 24. My daughter is dying. And then we're going to see Jesus ask in verses 25 to 34, Who touched me? And then this glorious final miracle in this text. Little girl, get up. Dive in with me, if you will, at Mark chapter 5 and verse 21. When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. Now connect this with what we've already seen in John. It's a repeated scene pretty much every day during his ministry in Galilee. Jesus, along with the apostles and a a small group of very committed disciples, had left from Capernaum, the little seaport fishing town on the northwest corner of the Sea of Galilee. They had traveled overnight by boat in a little flotilla of four, five, six boats, um, and they had arrived at Gerasa. It was during that night that Jesus calmed a vicious storm that even the experienced fishermen from the Sea of Galilee said would have killed them were it not for his display of deity. They got to the other side on the northeast part of the shore of the Sea of Galilee and Jesus there delivered two men who were possessed by a legion of demons. Matthew mentions two, the other Gospels mention one. After that spectacular display of divine power, and when it was very clear that Jesus had power that no one of them had ever seen there, the people of that region unanimously had the same response to Jesus. Get out of here now. We don't want you. It's a pretty strong reaction. So he took off. He left behind the man or the two men who were delivered That was the first time that Jesus ever dispatched a preacher in his name. And if you'll stay tuned in Mark, we'll see that that had quite an impact. We'll circle back to that when the passage comes before us. Now, Jesus and his followers then returned by boat. It seems like he was probably gone only a a couple of nights, a couple of days maybe. Now, this time there was uh, the trip accomplished without a storm. And no surprise, it says a large crowd 
gathered to him, so he stayed by the seashore. That had been his pattern. Rather than clogging the streets of Capernaum, every day he'd been going down to the seashore. He'd sit in a boat and he could kind of make a, an amphitheater out of the, out of the shore, though, the shore there so he could uh, deal with the greatest number of people. And here come the frenzied crowds looking for the next healing or to see what Jesus would do or say next. And they're not disappointed. What comes next is astounding. Before us today is one of three times when Jesus raised someone from the dead. Couple that with his own resurrection. And you certainly understand that the message is, as Mark intends for us to understand, Jesus is the Son of God and you can tell that because he has power over death. So I want you to see this incident. Dive in at verse 22 after that one transition verse, verse 21. One of the synagogue officials named Jairus came up and seeing him fell at his feet and implored him earnestly saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. And he went off with him and a large crowd was following and pressing in on him. Now, there are some fascinating things there. This man was very brave to come approach Jesus in public. Because what was his position? He was a leader of the synagogue. Uh, put together Matthew, Mark, and look, he was probably the leader of the leaders of that synagogue in uh, Capernaum. And it doesn't say it outright in the text, but who controlled? Who were the leaders of the synagogue? That was the Pharisees. It would be extremely difficult. It would be absolute career suicide in the world of Judaism for one of the leaders of a synagogue to come and, and in any way be positive about Jesus. So the encouraging aspect of this is that it means that the rejection of Jesus by the Pharisees, whom we've just seen in Mark, had said publicly, everything Jesus does is by the power of Satan. And here's this guy coming and asking Jesus for help. So that rejection, as widespread as it was, and even though they spoke in essence spiritually for the nation of Israel, it was not a unanimous rejection. We know at least of this guy Jairus in this passage and Nicodemus in Mark, uh, or in uh, Matthew, uh, John, I should say, chapter 3, they didn't tow the party line. This guy risked absolutely everything by way of his earthly position and his influence to ask Jesus for help. As I said, his name is Jairus. And uh, from putting the three gospel records, Matthew, Mark, and Luke together, he's probably the, the leader of the synagogue and others um, assisting him. Now we learn from verse 42 that this one he calls my little girl was 12 years old. So by Jewish custom and culture, she was to be regarded now as a woman. But just ask any dad who's had a little girl. She was his little daughter, precious to him. Whatever this illness was, it was severe. We're not told what it is. But when this man left to seek out Jesus, when he left his house, his daughter was at the point of death. This was a last-ditch option. It probably took something this drastic to get Jairus to go and find 
Jesus. Now, I'll point out something later. I think Jairus had faith. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.